0: I'm Jen Weyer, Kate.
1: And I'm Jen Xer, Jeremy. And, and together, together, we're, we're talking, talking serious, serious shit. shit. Kate, welcome back.
0: Thank you so much. I've missed it.
1: Well, I think our listeners have too. <laughs> Given the numbers that I did last week on my solo effort, <laughs> fell off a cliff. We just honestly...
0: Hey, I listened. Oh,
1: so you were the one. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> right. Just so me. this is this election. We're still... We're, we're into the election. We've we're got the thick two mode. and a half... 20, 20, 20, 20, 21st of May is the election date, so a few weeks. A few weeks to go. Absolutely. So what any, any questions you have?
0: I really do have a couple of questions. After listening to your podcast, I had a few <laughs> few things I wanted to discuss. Right. So the main question, well my first question I should say, is if we live in a largely largely liberal or Labour area, yeah. how do our votes matter then if we're kind of voting against what our area kind of popular the area that we live in is? How how does that
1: matter? Well, I think there's there's two things to say about that. So if you're in a safe Liberal seat, safe Labor seat, but you're, let's say, in the safe Liberal seat, but you're a Labor Party supporter, you're thinking...
0: Mm. What's the point? What's the point? Totally. What's the point?
1: Well, we can see in seats like Warringah, which was like a massively safe Liberal seat, it ended up going to an Independent. And so there are chances of... Seats going to different places. Where I grew up on the far north coast of New South Wales, uh, the seat of Richmond was the safest National Party seat in, in the country. It was the where the, the leader of the National Party, it went to Labor, and it's today now a marginal seat. So things really? do actually change, and they obviously change with population and issues. But, but generally speaking, there is also an opportunity in the Senate. You can't forget the Senate because you vote... I mean, the two ballot papers you have, the lovely big, long mm-hmm, one, and mm-hmm. the smaller green, green one. Yeah, so yes, you, the chances are you're going to be a bit disappointed in your options if you're in a safe Labor or yeah. Liberal seat and you're the opposite. But in the Senate and this is why you'll see in in these safe seats, you'll still see Green candidates, United Australia Party candidates, sure. you'll see Labor and Liberal candidates in those whatever vice versa seats because they're after your Senate vote. So your Senate vote is very, very important okay. in these sort of areas. So that's your opportunity to do that. But don't forget there's preference flows too as well. So you can actually vote instead of... Um, voting just one you can distribute your vote in a way that you then means you can let's say you're in a safe liberal seat but you want to vote for for labor you can vote one to labor but then you can decide who you think should end up with your vote because once your vote is exhausted and we can talk about this a bit later but you know when they pile it all up and they realize labor's not going to get in Mm. all those votes are recounted. In your number two, yes, other distributed. So, of course. so there you got the opportunity then of distributing your vote in the way which can men make yeah. it a bit more tighter contest. Totally, and certainly, we're going to see in a lot of seats, especially in the liberal seats, that um, what they're calling the teal seats, the seats of well, Waringa is actually independent to hold held already, but McKellar. Uh, North Sydney, Wentworth, and there's a couple of seats in Melbourne as well, where the Liberal parties are being challenged by very strong independent
0: candidates. Okay, well that leads me to my next question. Okay. Why are there so many more independent candidates?
1: Well, I think, you know, the government has been struggling. Um, The government has been down in the polls. And, you know, they've been in government for a while. So you do get a it's time factor where people say, oh, I want to change anyway, you know, depending... You know which way the election's going. Um, sometimes there's people who feel frustrated that their issue is not being given enough priority, so they stand to promote their issue. Of course, you know, and you get a lot of one-issue sort of parties. Yeah, okay, you know, that makes sense. You know,
0: yeah, okay. So
1: you know, let's have clean supermarket aisles,
0: and you that's know, there. Yeah, that's there. <laughs> that's you know, there, their You know, you
1: know eight, eight items or less. That has to be a law. <laughs> You know, if you go with nine items, you can't come on, so I'm going to stand for Parliament and, you know... Absolute
0: what? blasphemy yes. <laughs> nine but again, items. So you,
1: get, so you get those sort of people to do it. Right. And then you get those ones um, that are very well organised and funded who see themselves as a real option to actually challenge. And you saw that with Zali Stegall in, in Warringah last time round, where she actually beat Tony Abbott. Um, and you actually get... And what you're seeing too is also challenging um, you know, the United Australia Party. That's the one we get election advertising everywhere. Everywhere. The, the black and gold. Absolutely, oh
0: yes. Yeah. I've been getting letters in the mail.
1: <laughs> and YouTube. I mean, I don't know about you. Yeah. But you go on the internet, in YouTube. Everyone's been bombarding you with Far out. You know, that sort of stuff. Totally. So that's going to continue until the 21st of May.
0: OK, a few more weeks to go.
1: A few more weeks to go. All
0: right. Uh, next question. Are you yeah. ready? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but in the media, Scott Morrison hasn't been super popular with during COVID and then also the floods and things like that. I just feel like he's had a bit of backlash recently. Now, do you think that um, this will mean that people will vote for the opposition just to get him out, even if they're not really a that's not like Labor's not their party, kind of a Trump Biden situation? I feel like a lot of people went for Biden just to get Trump out, not necessarily because they wanted Biden in there how do you feel about that
1: well there's an there's an old adage in politics and it is that oppositions never win elections governments lose which is exactly what you're saying Mm. that people generally don't vote in a government because they love the opposition and what they want they generally vote out of government because they're a bit tired of them right and so it's always harder for a government to actually go for re-election because they've got a long list of things that they, you know, should have done or haven't done or, you know, so they're so it's it's easier in some ways because they can turn around and say, look what we've done. But also there's the longer in government, so the true. list of... And, and that's just natural in government that you don't get to do all your policies because things like COVID come up and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that the, comes up all the time. <laughs> it comes time. up all the time. But, you know, there are... It, Policies change, but then there's that litany of sort of things going, oh, you didn't deliver that, you promised that, or you're undelivered on this. That
0: does make so, it challenging, yeah, it doesn't it? Yeah, it challenging.
1: And the longer you're in government, the more challenging it is. Totally. So, and you have seen this in this election that, you know, Anthony Albanese, some of the criticisms that the government have been saying is, well, what do they stand for? You They're a very small target. They're not talking too much about their policies. They're not releasing too many policies. Yeah. They don't want to make themselves a target and turn themselves into... Uh, a government in waiting. And and essentially last election is what happened to Bill Shorten. Uh, people were so convinced that they were going to win they started not thinking about the government and what they had done they had started thinking and focusing on the opposition and essentially treating them as a government.
0: Yeah, right. And so
1: they came under a lot more scrutiny than they, they had previously done. So mm. You know, but this way around, that's why the labor is sort of making themselves a smaller target okay. by not releasing many policies, yeah. or, or too many policies, uh, or being very careful and not being as detailed. Right. In the past.
0: In the past. In the past. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. But wow, I mean, if you don't, how will people know what you stand for if you're not going to be releasing too many policies?
1: Well, I mean, they're, they're doing enough so they don't get criticised for that. That's what their their strategy will it's be under to the make sure that they bit. don't don't do too much to get themselves trapped yeah i mean and they don't have you know when you're in opposition you don't have the yeah. machinery of government behind you government can quickly get policies tested mm. and they can get them uh, run through the departments in advance of an election so they can they got all that the, the machinery of government working in their favor so it's a lot easier for them to do that than in opposition because opposition you've got to rely on outside parties a lot less sort of bureaucracy with no bureaucracy at all yeah. to help you in support and that sort of thing
0: well what do you think of that tactic
1: It's just what happens, you know. It just that's the advantages of being in government, and everyone gets that advantage. You've got to win government to get that advantage, and you win government by getting the support of the Australian people, and that's what it's all about. That's democracy. That's democracy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, So an interesting time because uh, fascinating for those you know who who follow this or haven't followed this. Anthony Albanese's got COVID, so he's locked up in his home, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he's had to send out his Richard Miles, his deputy, uh, and also Jason Clare. Um, That's caused a little bit of issues for him because people are saying, "Well, they're better than him," (laughs) you know. They're saying, "Well, they're better media performers than him." No way. And uh, you know, so he's he's had to joke that you know, yes, Jason Clare's better looking than him, but you know, blah 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 blah. Well played. But you know, that is that's been like I think a lot of people have been left going did we pick the wrong guy right guy to yeah. uh, to do this and that's one of the issues that he's had to face this now this week being in in covid isolation uh, but obviously he's trying to do a lot of media interviews via the internet and via his laptop but totally but you don't get a hard hat and you don't get out to a factory and you don't do all the wonderful photo ops that you're seeing the Prime Minister do.
0: Absolutely. It's really prime time. It's not great exactly. it's it, not great timing for COVID, is it? No, not <laughs> at
1: all. And the Prime Minister's had his own issues as well. Yeah. So they've been wanting to focus on the economy and they wanted to focus on national security and defence. Those two key points, they want to keep ramming home. We've had this week Solomon Islands come out and say they've got a security deal with China, which is set a cat among the pigeons it's absolutely going crazy way to put
0: it <laughs> yeah so
1: that's that's sort of not a good issue for them to run mm. on uh and we've just seen inflation go up we all we, we all know it we pay for it in our supermarkets we're seeing prices go up meat's gone up uh, petrol's definitely gone up.
0: Oh, uh, you've noticed that? Yeah, too? Yeah, just noticed that too. Uh,
1: <laughs> except for those smug people in electric cars go.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, they win in yeah. this time Tesla. <laughs> yeah.
1: but um, and so so those two issues now have become a bit of sore points, and there's some embarrassment there. So quite interesting.
0: Should sort of have done taking the other tactic, just in a small target. Small <laughs> target. You can't do small target government.
1: And then the other thing, and uh, the other thing also you'll notice is that. They're really not running a national campaign. You'll see sort of this micro-campaigns going on in Queensland. There's a sort of a, you know, targeting certain seats in Queensland. And the issues in Queensland are very different from the issues that they're going to want to sort of sell in Sydney or in Melbourne.
0: So is that not a normal kind of campaign tactic that they would take well it's it's it become sense, it's become
1: now more more yeah. normal because what we're seeing is that you know you talk about these national polls and sort of say oh you know the national polls show that support for the government is down or up or you know but that's irrelevant really because that's a, a mix of people from all over the australia what's really important is what the marginal seats because this is going to be decided in a handful of seats yeah you know so it's really what's important about what they're thinking. And they're going to be very different issues that, that motivate them. And Well, and, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, well,
0: I mean, they're very different places and they've got de- very different demographics. And yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, this, and we've seen this this week where, you know, in Queensland, the environment and policies about the environment don't really translate too positively, um, that they're more worried about jobs because they're a big coal mining I was going to say, they're mining, they're mining towns, towns, aren't they? Yeah. So yet you see Trent Zimmerman in North Sydney who is out there selling the environmental credentials of the government uh, and because it's so important to his voters because they're inner city people who that's an issue for them. And Labor's got the same issue. So they've got to win working class, what we would have called working class blue collar sort of jobs, the Mm miners, you know, the sort of jobs. They're not interested really too much in in a 2050 deal. They want to know a job for 2023, 2024, and 2025. And
0: so. They've got their work cut out for that. That's right. So
1: you've got this national media that are following them and, and, and looking for every slip up, and they've got to try and send. Different messages yeah. to different constituencies, and that's why the internet is going to be so important. That direct mail, that direct email, that direct advertising, where you can actually go to YouTube or Twitter and say, "This postcode or these areas, this is the ad I want."
0: Right. So yes. You can absolutely. Get really granular
1: in it. So, yeah. so we're missing out on that. You know, we don't really know that. No, what's we happening. just kind
0: of get what they want us to see, essentially. Yeah.
1: We, that's right, but yeah. we, on a national level, if you're looking at a national level, you're missing out on the granular yeah, sort of yeah, campaigns yeah, that are yeah, going yeah. on, Absolutely. which are very, very tailored.
0: Yeah, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. So there we go. So what do you think will unfold over the next few weeks? What, what do you think happens between... What will happen between the two different parties and how Well, I think now?
1: we'll see a ramp up of the campaign. It's been a real strange sort of... Because we had Easter and then Anzac Day and I think, you know, school holidays yeah. and people were... I, we haven't clicked yet in yeah. the election, and even those. Yeah, uh, and even those, you know, my friends and I know I, who are sort of politically, we we're little nutters and we you love the our cool politics. Kids, oh, with the cool kids, yeah, <laughs> the cool. Kind of, uh, um, even we're saying, you know, it's been a strange campaign to watch. Right. you know So I think what you're going to see is a big ramp up. It's going to get, especially when Albanese out of uh, COVID lockdown, he's going to go, he's, they've got their campaign launches coming, and we're going to see ads happening, more national ads, and we're going to see them going, crisscrossing around the country. And you'll see them in the seats, that they, the marginal seats, that's where you're going to see them. And so, yep, hang on to your, you know, fasten your seatbelts. The next two, two, two and a half weeks is going to be hard and fast and all about, you know, those undecided voters because there's a large percentage of them. I
0: bet there is. That makes yep. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Goodness me, we've got much to discuss coming, oh. moving forward, don't we?
1: <laughs> we don't have to prepare. We just, you know. <laughs> all right. Get if you clean. got any questions, let us know. And until next time.
0: Yeah, please do, especially with the actual election coming no. up. Yep. Surely, if you've got even any specific question about different um, leaders, definitely let us know and we can answer them.
1: Like, share, and... Um, Spread the love of, Spread of the our, love. our voices.
0: Ab- <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs>
1: Bye.